This is Indie Business Podcast, episode 57. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com and the hostess of the Indie Cruise Retreat and the Maker Mastermind Experience. My goal is to help you build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. In this episode, I'll introduce you to Danielle Vincent of Outlaw Soaps in Colfax, California. Danielle started her business five years ago when she became restless at her job working with the Oprah Winfrey Network. The digital marketing and business planning experiences she had there have proven to be extremely valuable to her at Outlaw Soaps today. Danielle sells her products on her branded website and also at Whole Foods Markets. She has also invested considerable resources in selling on Amazon. This episode treats you to a behind the scenes look at how Danielle and her business partner husband keep things humming in their business. It's also chock full of resources and tips you can use on your own entrepreneurial journey. You can find an outline with resource links and show notes for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 57. We'll talk with Danielle in a minute, but first I want to tell you about Maker Mastermind Live, my two-day live event coming up in Nashville in November. I would love for you to be there. If you're a maker with an emerging business, basically you're early on in your business, or you have an idea for a business, but you need help getting things off the ground because you don't know what to do first, then this event is for you. I'll introduce my four-part Indie Method framework, and you will have a chance to work with like-minded business owners to replace all of your general ideas with execution strategies and benchmarks with timetables so you can ensure forward motion. You'll also enjoy business critiques, collaborative idea sharing, and a chance to attend my mastermind dinner and get your own mini headshot photo session with a Nashville photographer. The early bird expires soon, so register today at MakerMastermindLive.com. And now, let's talk with Danielle Vincent. Danielle Vincent from Outlaw Soaps in California. Welcome to the Indie Business Podcast. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. So Danielle, you have such an interesting story in terms of how you started your business. You've been in business for a while. So let's go back for a minute and tell us what you were doing with your life and your professional world before you started Outlaw Soaps. Well, uh, five years ago was when we started the company, and I was working in a corporation. I was working for the Oprah Winfrey Network in Los Angeles as a digital product manager, which basically meant I worked with developers. And that was a great job, but I didn't want to live in the city anymore. And we happened upon a bar of handmade soap, and Russ and Russ, my husband and business partner, we thought, well, how hard can this be? This seems like a good things to make startup costs are low. The profit margin is reasonable. Um, obviously, I learned a lot of things between then and now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was really born out of an interest in moving out of the city and reshaping our life into something that was a little bit more in line with what we wanted for our lives in our late 40s, you know. So this is interesting, Danielle. Your business did not start because you wanted to start a business. Your business started because you wanted to have a different kind of life. Yeah, it totally was the it was it was that. It was we wanted to really shape our lives. It also wasn't a hobby thing. We had no idea how to make soap before we started making it as as a business. We started training ourselves with the intention of starting a business. This was not a hobby for us ever. That's interesting. Um, but it all started with wanting a different kind of a life and, and I guess some sort of uh, freedom from what other people tell you to do all day. Yeah, um, we, I was really under challenged in my in my job. And no matter what I tried, I could not. I didn't really want to be more higher level manager. I just wanted to do more variety of jobs. Uh -huh. And being an entrepreneur and starting a business, as you know, you get to wear every hat possible. And that was a real appealing 
thought to me. Since then, I've, of course, gotten what I wished for and more. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it was that was really something that I had a great dissatisfaction in my in my career about was just like having to only have one job. And now I have every job. Every job. Well, now, so tell me this. I've I've never thought about this before. Like, can you name any things that you learned in your job at the Oprah Winfrey show that have translated into being helpful to you as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Like the product development process, the whole process of thinking of a product. We have weekly team meetings where we talk about product development options. And the entire process of before we even get started making the product, one of the things that we did when I was in digital product management was we would have a brief and we would evaluate the market and we would think about what our costs were and how long it would take to develop it. And then we would decide to make it or not. And that was something that at first I was just kind of running around like a bull in a China shop when we started our business. But since then, we have created a very methodological uh, approach to creating products that is based on market demand, on certain selling criteria, on different scent profiles. So we keep a very, very targeted number of SKUs. And I think that that is something that I learned from the Oprah Winfrey Network, really, and my Absolutely. project management background. So great. And when you say SKUs, just for people who might not know, what is a SKU? Oh, yeah. A stock keeping unit. It's basically a very specific variety of that one product. So, for example, a a gambler body wash might have would have a different skew than a gambler cologne, and a gambler and a fire in the hole cologne would have a different skew than that gambler cologne. So, every single individual product has its own skew. And I would imagine that helps you with tracking things and keeping track of what's selling, what's not selling, and and how many skews you have, right? Yeah, it does. And also, it, it is very, very cool when somebody says, and this is something I want to talk about in a bit, which is like the keeping solid to your product vision, which when somebody says, please make a menthol body wash, we look at our current product line and we go, that doesn't fit in with our current product line. There's no way we would do that. And just having that objective criteria, we only have a certain number of scent profiles, which is like our top five, um, is Blazing Saddles, Gambler, Fire in the Hole, Calamity Jane, and Home on the Range. And we make every single thing in those scents. We make bar soap, body wash, cologne, spray cologne, um, deodorant. Like we basically make everything. If we make a thing, we make it in those five channels. And I would imagine that saves you a ton of time and energy too, because you don't really have to think about a new request. You know immediately whether you can respond to it with with an answer to a new product or not. Exactly. And it also really helps us with, um, you know, uh, stock forecast because we can tell what, you know, that we know that the gambler is going to be more popular than Calamity Jane and we can order labels accordingly, even for the very first batch. So that is so, that, so interesting. You know, yeah, because it's very, yeah, it's very, it's, it's a very tight process at this point because we realized that one of the biggest money leaks out of our business was our rampant attempted everything. <laughs> uh, the curse of the creative, right? Because you know, oh, I would oh imagine my God. <laughs> we don't keep track necessarily of how much time we spend thinking. But if we did, if we were thinking about things that ultimately we could do versus things that ultimately we shouldn't do, we can probably save hours and hours every week by just not asking ourselves about the things that we should already know we we shouldn't be doing. Well, and also the resources. I mean, we put, we would buy samples of every kind of scent possible Mm. that would strike our fancy and we would end up spending, you know, I mean, and I know this is a, I know that this is a soap maker thing because I saw it on one of my groups (laughs) the other day. Uh Somebody just was like, wailing about her proliferation of supplies because she wanted to try every mold and try every this and try every that. And it's like, oh my gosh, you have to nail it down. If you want it to be a business, you have to nail it down. And that's like one of the things we've really, um, in fact, that was something that Leela 
uh, really nailed, uh, you know, Lucky Break Consulting, she really nailed it was you have to keep her skews to a minimum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it can get really crazy, you know, and I don't think it's just soap makers. I think it's anybody creative, like, whatever you want to make, oh, you, yeah, can, you can definitely make it. And when, when it comes to scent, I mean, like, there's no end to the options. So it's especially hard for people who work around fragrances, <laughs> because you're constantly inspired by new things. So um, in answering my question about that, you've basically told us what you make, the body wash, and you have these different categories <laughs> of things in different scents. So let's talk a little bit about some of the complementary products that you offer as well. You have the core products that we can, like we can buy a bar of soap, or we can buy a body wash, but you also have a subscription box. Tell us a little bit about mm -hmm. that. Yeah, so we have a couple different kinds of subscriptions. We have the single soap subscription because we found that people love one kind of soap and they want to always have that kind of soap and they never want to run out. And that was actually a customer request was, can I please just subscribe to this so I never run out? And we were like, yeah, sure, totally. This is, I mean, this is a common refrain. We always call ourselves a democratic soap company because when somebody asks for something, we generally accommodate it if we can, if it's in our business plan. And so we have those single soap subscriptions. You can also subscribe to a product group. So like our outdoorsy scents versus our lifestyle scents. So lifestyle would be leather and gunpowder and whiskey and stuff like that. And outdoorsy scents would be more the sage, brush, the um, pine scented stuff. And so, you know, people can kind of subscribe to a, a, a group and then also we have kind of just a regular soap of the month where if you love our entire product offering, you can subscribe to that. And we'll send you a random one every month. But then so, we also have the subscription. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You also have what? Oh, we, we, yeah, we also have the clean getaway subscription box, which is really where we do our experimentation. So that is the, that's kind of the, Hey, if you like what we do, like if you like the cut of our jib and you want to try whatever crazy thing we're coming up with, this is where you subscribe. We send it in a plain package. We don't have boxes made because any soap maker can tell you packaging is the most expensive part of making stuff and having to have minimums of packaging and stuff. So we just send it out in a plain bag with a little plain label, you know, and it has the ingredients and a description and that's it. And, um, and so people subscribe to that if they want kind of just our general experimental process. So we've sent colognes, we've sent, uh, and basically it comes out to about a $50 value and we send it out for, for $25 a month. So, so, so you get to kind of itch your creative or scratch your creative itch a little bit there while you also make money. So it's not going down the drain. <laughs> it's not just ideas that you yeah. can with. Yeah. Exactly. And also the responses to those, for example, we're doing a coffee and whiskey with ground with coffee grounds in it. Uh, and that was a subscription box soap from two months ago. And it was so popular that people just keep writing us over and over saying, please, when is rough start coming out? We, we named it rough start, you know, cause it's coffee and, and, uh, and just like, but the the response from people really drives our product development. Um, we we only do new product development in the like first quarter of the new year, so when we keep track of all of the things that people request and then we evaluate them um, in the beginning of the new year. So every year we've been doing that. So Danielle, I'm going to ask you a little bit about how you sell your products. But first, I want to tell everyone something that you told uh, me in a group um, a, a couple of years ago when I did Maker Mastermind in San Francisco. You said something. No, you know what? It wasn't Maker Mastermind. It was Kenna Cote at Modern Soap Making. Her... Uh, her last conference that she did, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, the Central oh, yeah, Soap yeah, Makers. Yeah, the, the Central yes. Soap Makers Workshop. Yeah. Yes. And you said to me, what you said to the group, and I remembered it almost like you were talking to me. You said, <laughs> it's not sales if you really mean it. And that mm -hmm. has stuck with me. I can't tell you how many people I've said that to, you know, telling them that you said it and how it just stuck out to me. Can you, because one of the things that, that, uh, entrepreneurs and, you know, creatives, makers and handmade entrepreneurs seem to say they hate is sales. Like I hate sales, but obviously that's a problem if you have a business that relies on sales. So can you tell us a little bit about 
you know, how we can use that thought, it's not sales if you really mean it, to get over, to get past that quote unquote fear of selling? I think nobody hates sales. They just hate the idea of trying to convince somebody to buy something that doesn't have value. Mm -hmm. And that is what people think of as sales. And I think that is a sleazy at its fundamental core thing that all of society should not be engaged in is trying to co convince or coerce people to buy things they don't want or need. But that said, all of us have seen a movie and said, oh my gosh, that movie is amazing. Are you selling that movie? Kind of. You're selling that movie, but it's a great movie, right? So all of us engage in sales all the time. Like we, when we have a, an opinion and we say something about it to somebody else, we're selling it. And all I think we all should do is, is have the same amount of excitement and enthusiasm and passion for our own products that we have for any other thing that we talk about with great passion mm -hmm. and enthusiasm. And that is probably pretty easy because I know most of us are very passionate about our products. I mean, I think our product concept is awesome, hilarious, fun, interesting, and I can't wait to talk to people about it. And, and it's sometimes annoying when people don't want to hear it, but that's not my problem. That's their problem. Like, I love talking to people about it. And most people are just genuinely, even if they don't like our products, they're genuinely delighted by the passion that I have for what we do. Yes. You know, and I think that's true. I think true. all of us have that, you know? I, I think that's true. And especially, I will say that um, having personally been with you on a few occasions, if I'm not excited about your products, Danielle, I'm really excited about having you tell me about them because that in itself is entertaining to me. Um, and, just, and I think if we can all, as you say, tap into that um, excitement, enthusiasm that we have for them and really sort of allow that to come out such that we can really showcase that we mean it we are selling without actually selling. I think some people think of, you know, I must sound like, a, you know, one of those, you know, car salesmen that you see, you know, comedy shows about. And really, I, I love that you shared that. And I wanted to make sure I got that out there because no matter what you sell, no matter what kind of business you have, you can benefit from Danielle's mindset and also training your sales force if you have one to have that same sort of approach to it. So um, with that backdrop, Danielle. Well, with before I have to put a book plug in here because that Dan, there's required reading on this subject, which okay. is called To Sell is Human by Daniel Pink. I think it's Daniel okay. Pink. Maybe it's David Pink, but I think it's Daniel Pink. And To Sell is Human, it is absolutely required reading for anybody who thinks they hate sales because it really is. I think it's really important for all of us to develop a pride of what we do and a passion around what we do. I love it. I love it. To Sell is Human by, it is Daniel Pink. Excellent. You guys know your favorite bookstore or wherever books are sold. You got a good recommendation here from someone who really means it. <laughs> so you just sold us a book, right? You just sold us a book without knowing it. So good job. And you know, exactly. by the way, you can pick that up at our, at our bookstore at the Indie Business Network too, Danielle. So thanks for mentioning that. Oh, so, cool. so tell us, Danielle, you know, what do, you know, how do you sell your products? There's so many different avenues that we all have, but tell us how you do it, you know, online, wholesale, what, like, how do you sell your products? Well, we have something that we, that I review literally every single day in affirmational cards, which is we find our right customers wherever we, wherever they are. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it's all about finding our customers where they are. Mm -hmm. Our customers are not uh, you know, like our customers are just really online focused. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons that we most, we've done so many surveys of our customers and so many of them buy everything on Amazon. Wow. And so all of this really drives our decisions around where we sell our product. It's mm -hmm. why we are committed to selling on Amazon. It's why we're committed to selling in Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. um, it's why we're committed to selling on our website because I feel like that's part of the essential story of mm -hmm. our, of our business is like, is where people find it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so that's, that's really what drives where we choose to sell. 
Um, that and net profit. I mean, uh, the net return from our sales efforts is really mm-hmm. something that drives it too. And, and uh, you know, I talked a little bit with you ahead of this about um, Amazon and mm-hmm. how, you know, that's like such a controversial, you know, point of sale for manufacturers like me. Mm-hmm. Because Amazon is a tough nut. And they're growing all the time. Our Amazon sales went from being about 20% of our uh, annual sales last year to 35% this year. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge jump. And that's a, that's about a 500% increase. Yeah. Um, well, and I love what you said too. One word that you said that I want to pause on for a second is you use the word mm-hmm. we are committed to. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a really big deal because so often we are committed until it gets hard or we think we're committed (laughs) and, and, you know, and and really just so much of success is not necessarily narrowing it down to Amazon or Whole Foods or whatever it is, but narrowing it down to what you're committed to and then working that. I heard a quote recently, I think it was Damon John as we're reading his book in the Indie Business Book Club now. And the quote was, and I'm paraphrasing, trying to get it right, was um, don't try to make the right decision. Make the decision right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's actually something that, oh God, who's the, who's the writer? The book is Good to Great. And one of the common traits of great businesses is that they make a decision fast. They change their decision slowly. Mm. And that was something that um, really struck with me, you know, struck me. I tend to make decisions fast and then make a different decision fast. Um, So it's nice to know that that's not, you know, like it's nice to be able to form our patterns against what works for big corporations too, I think. But yeah, making, making, making the commitment to be where your customers are if you think about it, it is a, it's almost so obvious that it's a no brainer, but it's also really, really hard to do because Mm -hmm. like struggling with Amazon right now, we're in a, you know, hazmat issue with them with one of our perfumes or or colognes has grain alcohol in it Mm -hmm. and they won't accept it as, you know, because it's got hazmat, it's hazardous material, right? It's flammable. And so we have, since we have this commitment, we have been trying to figure out, we've been spending weeks trying to figure out how we can get our product to pass hazmat so that we can send it to them for fulfillment. I mean, it's like we, we, we could just give up, but we're not going to because that's where our customers are. Well, don't other companies with that ingredient in their product sell on Amazon? Is there some process that you can follow through on? I mean, you're not the only one, right? <laughs> no, there's tons of companies who sell uh, cologne and they all contain alcohol. And it's just, uh, I mean, it's, oh, that's, that is a long conversation for a different, <laughs> if we ever want to go into the nuances of selling on Amazon, I would love to do a completely separate podcast on that. Cause that is, first of all, I think Amazon is probably on its way to take over the world. Uh, for better or for worse. <laughs> God, but, <no>. <laughs> yeah, you can't but, possibly have missed that, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, so, so on that note, if, and I know a lot of people are against Amazon, don't want to sell on Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. Here's how I think of it. And I have an incredibly loyal customer base mm-hmm. who shops on our site, even though they get free shipping through Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And they shop on our site because of one philosophical approach that I have, which is that on our website, they're buying the experience and they're buying the story. Mm -hmm. And we have the same, you know, we ship things within 24 hours. So they usually get there within two days. So it's not significantly slower than Amazon. And we also, I think people are subscribing to our small business story. The story of our struggle, the story of our growth, And they can't get that on Amazon. They only can get that on our website and through our newsletter. Yeah, your personality is amazing. And I have to tell you, the image that we're using uh, for our podcast today, too, is you and your husband, Russ, carrying guitar Uh with two of your your people that help you in your business walking down a railroad track. I mean, 
it's, it's the story. It's, and it's so amazing. And speaking of Russ, like, what is it like to work with your spouse? Tell us about that. Oh, I love him. He's amazing. <laughs> it was not without a struggle in the beginning. Um, anybody who is in business with their husband can tell you that it is a struggle. Um, but we really balance each other well because uh-huh. he, you know, like, like I said, I am quick to make a decision. I am quick to change my mind. Uh-huh. And he is very slow to make a decision and very slow to change his mind. Okay. And so we obviously had a lot of conflict around that in the beginning um, because to me, he seems like a stick in the mud and I seem like a wild cannon, you know, like <laughs> I just seem like a handful of fireworks waiting to go off. Right. right. And, and, and he seems like a dinosaur, right. <laughs> that these are the things that we work with. And, opposites and I'm attracting like, oh my God. <laughs> what? Definitely, definitely opposites attracting here in that sense. <laughs> Well, and it's great because mm-hmm. we have so much respect for each other's yeah. uh, intelligence and approach because of how many times I have been bit in the butt by my own fireworks going off in my own hands, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and I, you know, I know the drawbacks of making decisions super fast. And he uh, lived in a, in a, in a, an apartment in the ghetto of Oakland, like a very bad place in Oakland and, uh, wouldn't leave for 13 years, even as the neighborhood got worse and worse, he has seen the bad effects of not being willing to move. Mm -hmm. And so we've each been subject to our own drawbacks. And so we have so much respect for the other person's feedback and inclinations. Um, and so, you know, when we, and, and it is not without uh, strife, even still, like we have an annual meeting where we go away and we basically fight for two days, like <laughs> about what our business is going to look like in the next year. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, just something we hash out. We just go for it. And we know that it's, we love each other mm-hmm. and we ultimately have a very deep respect for each other's opinion. We both know that we, we have the best interest of the business at heart. Right. We really have a clear idea of the vision for our lives. And so, you know, we have different approaches and, you know, and we talk about that. That's so so great. I'm so glad I asked that question because so many of my listeners are interested in starting a business with their partner and you just got um, a very high level rundown of some of the things that you need to be aware of. So, and that wasn't even planned. So I really appreciate that. And I just want to say hi to Russ because Russ, you know, we, don't, we haven't met each other, but, you know, I love seeing your pictures. I'm looking at one right now of, of you and your husband standing back to back and you're both holding rifles. I just, like, you know, I, if you're in, if, you know, it's a very definite lifestyle message and I love what you talked about. Well, I have to note, those are, those are Red Rider BB guns. They aren't rifles. Oh, I'm they sorry. Would you see children's toys? Okay, so you're talking to a person who knows zero about either guns or BB, 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 BB things, whatever they are. But um, I'm so glad you mentioned that. But in any event, it does definitely send the message that you described earlier, um, and definitely very outlaw-like. Um, so that's yeah. tell us you, you and your husband work together, like, and you have other people that help you as well. Can you tell us a little bit about how many people you have and like what, how you divide up your general, general tasks and areas of responsibility? We have been so blessed. I can't even like every day, I thank God for the people who are in our business. Mm -hmm. Um, Ruth and Katie are just absolutely beyond anybody we could have expected or even hoped for Mm -hmm. when we started this business and when we started looking for people to help us. It took us a really long time to hire anybody because Russ and I both really manage our domains very closely. Mm -hmm. And we were really worried about our voice, you know, and our, uh, our attention to detail and our excellence and everything. Right. And we ended up, I posted a post on our website and then I shared it with a local group and it turned out, here's a funny, you, you can cut this out if it's not relevant, but I think it's a hilarious story. Ruth had um, a brain aneurysm and she had been working at Starbucks. They gave her medical leave um, for her brain aneurysm 
And while she was laying on the couch doing nothing, she was looking at Facebook and all of a sudden our post came across in one of the local groups, you know, was like, was like, Hey, we're looking for this kind of a person. And, um, and you know, she, she wrote us immediately. We got like four or five applicants and we got a bunch of people writing us because we're, you know, obviously sounds like it would be a fun job, but we had a very specific set of qualifications, which were, you have to be better at this than we are. And <laughs> so, um, so we were really uh, impressed with her cover letter, but it really came out that she, it just turned out that she had this, this really weird, you know, she's very young, she's in her thirties and she had this aneurysm at exactly the right time for her to get this other job. And she didn't tell us she had an aneurysm. Turns out she's totally fine. You know, everything is fine, but it was just like this weird cosmic arrangement. And she says that the aneurysm was the best thing that ever happened to her because of it giving her the job, the opportunity to work for outlaw. So, um, so let, let's unpack that for a second because I'm not going to yeah. cut that out because I think it is mm-hmm. important because, listen, we all need help, like whether it's a contractor, mm-hmm. an employer, virtual assistant, a good spouse, whatever, we all need help. And what you just said was one of the reasons you were able to find good help without having to contort yourself is you tell your brand story on the internet in a way that attracts people who are interested and like-minded to you and your story. So had you not been, so, so that's such an amazing connection that I I really want people to get that it's not just about promoting your products that, you know, blogging gets you or using Facebook and so forth. It's not just about sales. It's about fully telling a story that complements every aspect of your business and not always in ways that you can predict. And I would like to add to that, that we had written the job description in a super, super aggressive way. So anybody who was signing up for the job knew they had a big job and we were paying above the standard. Uh, Colfax is an economically depressed area and we're in rural California. And so there's not a lot of jobs around here but we're paying $15 an hour mm-hmm. for this position plus mm-hmm. health insurance, mm-hmm. um, because, which is outstanding for this area because yes. we really knew that we wanted somebody who was really special, who would be part of our team, who would be part of our company. And since then, her annual review was uh, last month and we gave her a percentage of the company as part of her annual review because she has been such an incredible part of our company has really grown with us. And I mean, it's just amazing. That's such a great story, Danielle. And I know you have another one to share. Tell us a little bit about Katie. Yeah, well, so it came up that we needed to hire a production assistant. And we started interviewing people from the community in kind of the same way that we got Ruth because we thought, well, that works. We should just do that again. And we interviewed a few people and just nobody was really right. And we were thinking, well, I guess we'll just have to settle and compromise. and. You know, I finally said to Russ, you know what? I'm already thinking about how I'm going to fire this guy. So let's not hire him. And uh, and let's just (laughs) wait. Right? I mean, you don't want to, like, if you're going to hire somebody, you don't want the first thought for them to be like, you know, (laughs) I know, I know. How can I fire this person? Yes. (laughs) And so, you know, and it's a good job. So then just later that afternoon, our landlady called us and said, hey, would you happen to uh, uh, have a position for my granddaughter? Um, and, and we were like, yeah, we maybe. I mean, she should come in for an interview. And she came in and she was absolutely hands down the most qualified. She was competent. She could even work the labeler, which we couldn't even work with regularity. <laughs> I mean, she was Terrific. And she was everything we wanted. We wanted somebody who was better at these things than we are. She was better at these things than we are. And it turns out that her job prior to this, she used to work for UNFI, who we were just beginning to have a relationship with. UNFI is the natural foods distributor and had been working with us on carrying our products for Whole Foods. 
And so she was able to give us insight into the process of purchasing and everything like that. And it just turned out that the entire reason for this whole thing, I'm making a grand gesture with my hands, is because we refused to compromise on what we really wanted in the person to hire. So I think it's important as small business owners that we make sure that we're hiring somebody who's better than we are. And we really hold firm to those ideas and not just hire somebody who's there because they happen to be convenient. You know, I, I love that you did your grand gesture with your hands because I'm seeing it in <laughs> my mind. And not only am I seeing that I'm going back to the beginning of our conversation here today, where you talked about changing your life. You talked about yeah. creating something that was enjoyable to you on a different kind of level than what you already had. And knowing you, I know you were very thankful to have a job, but you just wanted some other things to fall into place in your life that you weren't getting there. And what you've just described is, in a nutshell, a lot of the different pieces that have to come together in order to have things work out that you cannot plan in advance. And so, so much mm -hmm. of entrepreneurship, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. So much of entrepreneurship requires us to say, I'm going to do this even though today or even tomorrow or next week, I do not know whether it's going to produce the results that I want. There's a certain mindset and a certain approach that you have to have to run that, right? Because you, you can't do things that you know won't get results, but you have to do things that you're not 100% sure will. Right. So. This is what I want to run around shaking everybody's shoulders and saying, you just have to have faith. You just have to have faith. Yeah. The path is made by walking. And that is the thing that I always remind people when they say, I don't know how it's going to work out. You just have right. to just have faith. And if things right. go badly, then you have to have faith that they're going badly for the reason that there's a better opportunity. And the only thing I think Honestly, the only thing that has kept us going this whole time is that in every single terrible situation that has happened, we have always looked for the side of it that will benefit us in business. So, and the quicker that we can make that switch from, oh no, crud, to, okay, how is this an opportunity? That, the quickness so that we can make that adjustment in our mindset is the only thing that has kept us going in business. I the think. path is made by walking. Repeat, repeat, yeah. repeat. Yeah, that's a good one. So, so, so and then you don't have to know. I mean, you don't have to know where you're going. You don't well, have and to know. Do you like ever? It's helpful, but. I mean, I don't know if it's going to work out. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like when you got married, did you say, oh, this is just going to work out perfectly and beautifully and brilliantly for the next 50 years? I mean, you pick a college, you pick a neighborhood to live in. Um, you know, we, we picked a neighborhood to live in 90% because of the schools. And guess what? Three years mm -hmm. after we got here, they redistricted. it. And guess what? Uh, it was in the middle of the downturn. And guess what? We couldn't sell our house. So, you know, it, it, you have to figure it out. And you, you don't know mm -hmm. if it's going to work. And so I mentioned that because that mindset of the path is made by walking applies not just to business, but also to these other areas of your life. And by the way, now they're redistricting again. So it's just like, <laughs> ah, I'm screaming well, and pulling and you my never hair know. out. I mean, the reason, the, 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 the reason that they may be redistricting is something that you have no insight into right now. It could be that your children are going to make better connections with this new place that they wouldn't have made. Yes. Otherwise. And you know what, speaking you know? of, speaking of which the entrepreneurial mindset, when it happened, my kids were disappointed as kids would be if they're making you go to a new school, but it was an opportunity for me to say to them, you know what, you have to bloom where you're planted. Like you still have to yeah. do well at this other school, even though you don't like it. And even though your friends aren't there, you still have to figure out how to make this work for you. And so I, you know, we were able to turn it into a, you know, some things you just can't do anything about, but you can't throw your arms yeah. up in the air and say, well, forget this. I'm just going to let it all roll over me. You can't do that. So same well, thing in entrepreneurship. I having, yeah. I think that's where having a really clear vision about what you want for your life mm -hmm. is the most important thing, like, and, and writing it down and everything. I mean, mm -hmm. I am such a goals person. I even led a free goal workshop. Like I just am so much about this because really if you, it's so easy to get tied up in the bad situation, the bad this, the bad that. But if you have a bigger idea of where you want your life and your business to go, mm -hmm. it's so much easier to find the door where there's a wall. Like 
you just, you know, like you might be hitting your head against a wall. And if you're like, what I have to get to the other room, you know, that's when you find a door. And just knowing that you have to do that is, I, I think, the most important thing of, of all. Being, so we need to carry you around. We need to carry you around in a pocket. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. So, so but you that, don't have to know, you know, like that's, that's what we were talking about. Like, you don't have to yeah. know how this is going to work out. Yeah. Nobody's the leader of the universe except for the leader of the universe, you know? Right. Right. So, so you have, uh, you have Ruth and you have Russ and you have Danielle and you have, I'm sorry, I forgot the name, Katie. And so there's yeah. the four of you. So tell us just generally really quickly by way of overview, like what's the responsibilities there for them? So I am marketing and I write constantly and I am kind of product vision. I manage the finances. Um, I am the purchase overviewer. Um, Russ is production. He's the COO. He manages operations. He manages production. He determines um, how things should get uh, made, and he determines which things should be outsourced versus which things we have in-house. And um, he does the supplies purchasing, but he does run things by me. Um, oh, I also work on the design. Um, I manage the designer. I manage the label processing and the packaging and stuff like that. And then Ruth, uh, is she calls herself the All Things Outlaw Manager, um, she is customer service for both our retail and our wholesale customers, which is a huge job. And she does all the order fulfillment and manages our stock on Amazon and kind of keeps an eye on our Amazon uh, products, um, you know, make sure they don't run out of stock and stuff. And mm -hmm. really, you know, lets us know where stock is in terms of like what labels we're missing and stuff like that. Katie is production. So she boxes all of the soaps. She labels all of the body washes. She packages all the gift sets. She, pa she labels all the colognes, stuff like that. So, and wow. oh, she also now makes the, she mixes up the body washes. So we all have like a ton of jobs. <laughs> now you mentioned for a second, uh, a bit ago that you do a lot of writing. So I want to ask you, like, how do you market your business? What do you find most effective when it comes to engaging your target audience? Well, this is where I have to give all the credit to you, Donna Maria, because I didn't think. I thought we'll just do it all on Facebook and on Instagram and maybe Twitter if we can figure out that time. But you have always banged the drum of you have to have your own audience. You have to have an email list. And our email list has the consistent highest return on investment of any of our marketing activities. And the, those people have subscribed to our story as a business and they are passionate about it. We use that email, not just to market our services, but you, you actually retweeted one of our, our emails the other day about our, what it's like to have a small business in the U S yeah. in a in rural U S and we use that as an opportunity to tell our story. And we like the other day I took a big chance and I sent an email out to our 3000 plus subscribers saying, Hey, I know this is a lot to ask, but if you have a minute, please go leave a review on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then I explain the economics of how Amazon works, their margins and everything, and, and how it's hard for us to do business with Amazon, but we still really value it and we value them and we get more exposure. So, you know, if they wouldn't mind and people did it on mass. I mean, it was amazing. We have had so many, and obviously I said only if you like the product. I'm not going to ask people to review something that they don't like. But if the people went over there and flooded many of our products on there with positive reviews, and it was so good. You know, these are our customers. They really are using our products, but they'd rather buy from us because they support our business. And, that, and they'll even support our business to the extent that they'll go advertise it on another platform. I was floored. I was floored. So Danielle, so these people, these people love your products. They love your story and they love you. 
or maybe Russ, or maybe Ruth, or maybe Colfax, California. I mean, there's so many facets to what it is that you do. And I, I'm, I'm excited that you mentioned that. And thank you so much for, for sharing or for helping me beat the drum, I guess I should say, because I do think that a lot of people, well, we miss the opportunity because we're focused so much on the product and not on the relationship with the people. But so we're trying to sell to people. And so when we treat them like people and talk to them like people and talk to them about things that we all care about, like people who all care about the same things, then there's a res- you get a resonated message there that allows you to then go back six months later and say, if you like the product, I know you're busy. It's a lot to ask. Would you review it? And you get the en masse that you just described. But it's not oh, a short stick, great. right? Yeah. It's not a short stick. No. And you have to be able to look at it for the long haul. And it helps that I like to write. Sometimes I do not like to write. Sometimes I feel like it's yeah. like banging my head against the keyboard. Right. But the other thing is a lot of uh, other small makers um, do this at craft fairs. You know, they build the story, they build the relationships at yeah. craft fairs. Yeah. We don't, or Farber's Market, we don't do that. And the mm-hmm. reason we don't do that is because we have done an evaluation of the cost mm-hmm. and the time that it takes for us to drive out there. Our, our products are so niche that the people who go to farmer's markets overall mm-hmm. are not crazy about our products. Mm-hmm. They'll buy it because they like us but they'll only buy it once because they like it. It's just not worth it. Right. But here's the thing. And this is, I'm going to say, this is magic though, Danielle, because (laughs) you don't have to do it in the same way. Like you don't have to do it in a particular way. You don't have to like to write because today, guess what? Video. Like you, you have to obviously write a little description of your video and whatever it is you're describing, maybe do some subtitles, but there's Periscope. There's all sorts yeah. of, there's Facebook Live. You don't have to be able to write, you know, the novel. You have to be a novelist <laughs> in order to connect with your customer. You just have to we want to connect with your customer, right? You just have to want yeah. to do it. Well, we live in the absolute best time. And mm-hmm. the reason that I think so is because people can find anything, anything that they want. And if they can't find anything that they want, they can make anything that they want. Yeah. And this is so magic. The, mm-hmm. the way that people look for products online is what they call spear fish fishing. Right. They're not browsing around looking at, you know, whole categories of whatever. They're doing a search for campfire soap. You know, yep. like this is spear fishing. And this is so amazing because this time we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be people out there who will buy, you know, who will be interested in that. We can yeah. find those individual gems, you right. know, in the, in the world. And, That's so and true. it's global. It's amazing. I can't it, it even really tell you. is. We it live is. in the best time. We do. It's so much fun. <laughs> so you mentioned your newsletter, like, but um, which social media, and I know you're on a lot of social media outlets. Can you share with us one that works especially well for you and any sorts of apps or anything that you use to make that social media outlet more successful for you? Yeah, we use Facebook. Uh, the most of our referrals come from Facebook, mm-hmm. social referrals. Um, and that's because we are on Shopify, the platform, the mm-hmm. sales platform. And there's an app for Shopify called Kit, C-R-M, K-I-T, C-R-M. Mm-hmm. And that is, they, it basically automates the whole process of targeting. And I don't do any target of my own targeting. Mm-hmm. They handle everything. Ah, okay. And it's so cheap. you can... It's like 15, yeah, it's cheap too. It's like $15 a month and it's all handled by text message. I don't have to go in there and tweak everything all the time. It's all through text message. Oh, and they that send is so thank great. you emails the next day. And oh my gosh, it's so great. So oh, that I, sounds wonderful. Yeah, I can't even tell you. They, like, and they do Instagram ads. We have found absolutely no return on Instagram ads mm-hmm. or really Instagram at all. I mean, almost zero return. Mm-hmm. I just do Instagram because I like Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you just have to do things because they're fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, 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 
that's the thing. I really like Shopify. I think Shopify is the best e-commerce platform okay. uh, to use. Um, and yeah, I mean, like uh, one of the things that we had a big, I had a big breakdown like two years ago in Christmas, our website was down for three days, mm. three whole days in December. Yeah, it's an eternity. And, yeah. Oh my God, I wanted to die. Yeah. And the reason is because I had set up WooCommerce, which was on WordPress uh-huh. through Bluehost and Bluehost had gone down oh. for days. Oh, and I remember that. I was so mortified and mm-hmm. people were complaining to me. My father called me and said, how do you expect to run a business? And because my family's super supportive, just kidding. My mom's really supportive <laughs> and my dad buys our products all the time, but he's hard on me. But uh-huh. you know, like it's, it's like people just were like, how can you expect to be running a business that's primarily uh-huh. online if you're going to have your website down for three days. And after that, uh, some, one of my friends said, okay, look, Shopify is really expensive, but how many, how much money did you lose during those three days that you were down? I was like, right. probably $2,000. Right. And he said, well, how many months of hosting on Shopify could that get you? I'm right. like, right. a lot. Right. <laughs> right. So that's when we moved. We made the decision to invest in it because the amount we lost was so much more than the amount we would have spent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Such, I, I do like remember I when that happened. Net, mm-hmm. oh, net return on investment. You always have to keep your eye on mm-hmm. what you stand to lose and what you stand to gain yep. by making these decisions. Oh, wow. That's so, so wonderful to hear you repeat that again, because you've really been through it. I mean, three days during December for somebody that sells consumer products is obviously something that you don't want to repeat. It. It's worth almost any amount of money not to have to go through it again, because you're not oh just buying the host and you're, you're buying your peace of mind and you're buying knowing that you're not going to wake up at four o'clock in the morning with your dad calling you to tell you yeah. that your website's half down for three days. Half of our revenue days. is between, yeah, half of our revenue every year is between November and December. Yeah. 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 So it's worth it. Definitely worth it. So you know what, Danielle, this is so much fun. And I I would imagine that, you know, I could talk to you for another 10 hours. um, And and I wish I could. And I'm lucky because I've had pieces of you like in person throughout my business life over the last few years. And I look forward to another chance to be with you in person. But for now, I want to give you a chance because I want my audience to know some of the projects that you're working on that are exciting that can help them. And also a little bit more about how we can, uh, you know, purchase your products. I know you're getting ready for the holidays. What's coming down the pipe for outlaw soaps as well. Yeah, well, we are really excited about this season. I feel like we've kind of got a lot of our products dialed in. We got, we, invested in gift packaging which is Mm -hmm. a big deal for us because we've never really had gift set packaging we've always just shipped it in burlap bags and um so yeah outlawsoaps.com is where we do a lot of our business but of course anybody's willing to look us up on on amazon Mm -hmm. i have an incredibly intensive uh process for optimizing our Amazon listings, which mm-hmm. involves checking in every single week. I have documents for each product on mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And these are things that I'll talk about. I'm actually, because of the Indie Business Network Facebook group, which is an incredible resource um, for anybody who's listening who's not in there. Um, because of that, I realized that I really should write a book. And so mm. I started putting together the outline for this awesome. book. And so I appreciate that so much. And we're, and I'm probably going to be releasing a book in early next year. So, um, and then also I'm finishing up my, my personal, my song of my soul book, which is the 30 days to unbridling the rainbow dancing unicorn inside you. That's my, that's my kind of 30 day book of self-development. And I just, you know, it's something that I just felt really called to do because the person that I had to become when I mm-hmm. stepped out of my role at Oprah mm-hmm. was a really different person. And it was a real mm-hmm. challenge. And, mm-hmm. and I don't envy anybody going through that. It was like being in zero gravity with no spacesuit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a real hard transition. So I've tried to put together the lessons that I learned over the years into a book. Similarly, the book about Amazon, I want to put 
like all the stuff that I know about Amazon, the difference between fulfillment by Amazon and fulfillment by the seller, all of this stuff I want to put in a book. So that's what I'm doing. Um, you know, uh, my website is daniellavincent.com. Uh, and people can sign up for the newsletter because there's a newsletter, um, of course, because Donna Maria said so. Um, yeah, so that's... Those, <laughs> well, you know what? I, I got to tell you, I'm not the only one who said so. But I will say that the day I started my business, the only thing I did was send out a newsletter. That was it. And, and so... Well, you were the aha moment for me. I thought, I just, you know, like for me, I... I'm kind of arrogant and sometimes oh, I no. let my arrogance get in the way. And so I go, Oh, right. Sure. Newsletter no. emails from the 20th <laughs> century. Nobody uses email. They Ridiculous. Do. I'm yeah. telling you really important. That's the number one thing I tell people. Well, then have a clear vision, but yeah. Yes. yes. Email. And oh. make it fun. So, and, uh, and so I'm going to run down what you just story. said. Tell the story. Yeah. What story? What story? And tell, no, no, tell, oh, like, tell that's your the, story. Yes, Do yes. email, have a vision and tell your story. Love it. That's like, that's a good quote. I'm going to make sure we use that. So <laughs> I'm going to do a quick rundown of where everybody can go. So you guys, you can write this down. It's obviously going to be linked in the post, but um, outlawsoaps.com. You can go and you can subscribe and you can see the story right there. It's fun and funny and everything else entertaining. Um, that might interest you or interest your friends. There's also DanielleAVincent.com where you can go to get uh, pieces of Danielle and her more personalized story there. And then you can go on Amazon and you can search Outlaw Soaps and you can find some awesome things there. And then look out for her book. I'll call it the Unicorn Book just to make it short. We'll, we'll put the whole title in the in the, in the post and when we share, but it's her unicorn book, which is her 30 days, um, you know, personally developing yourself and sharing the journey of her entrepreneurship and, and what it has, how it has changed her life and the person that's required her to be. And then also in the early part of 2018, you can look for her book on uh, how to manage uh, your products on amazon.com. Did I, did I summarize fairly well there? Yeah, well, the book on January, yes, yes, everything except for the book in January is going to be not just the Amazon thing, but how we work with Whole Foods, how we work ah, with you and buy, what okay. our experience with selling online has been, because I think these things are, there's, there's formulas, yeah, and there's formulas for every single thing, and I feel like we have made a ton of mistakes. And if I could stop one person from bumbling around and wasting mm -hmm. thousands of dollars on mm -hmm. faulty business decisions because of ignorance, then I would like to do that. This is going to be fun. So like, I want to have you back on the show then when that book comes out so we can tell everybody yeah. about it. Oh, wonderful, awesome. wonderful. Well, this is great. Again, outlawsoaps.com, danielleavincent.com. Click around and have a good time. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us on Indie Business Podcast. Thank you, Donna Marie. It's been a joy. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Danielle Vincent of Outlaw Soaps in Colfax, California. Let's review some of the steps and action items Danielle and I discussed in this episode. One, find your customers wherever they are. Danielle says that her customers are focused on buying online and most of them buy everything at Amazon. As a result, she's committed to selling on Amazon. It's pretty simple. Your customers may buy elsewhere and it's your job to figure out where that is and then go out to them and sell your products there. Two, Newsletter, newsletter, newsletter. Danielle mentioned that her newsletter drives more sales than anything. And if you don't have one, get one. Like, get one today. Um, as I said in this episode, it's the first thing I did when I started my business, and it has carried me forward for 17 years. That's a long time, and it works. So I encourage you, wherever you are in your business, to listen to that advice. Publish a newsletter, publish it regularly, and use it to connect with and engage your customers. And then three here, keep your eye on your net return on investment. This is such a good point Danielle made. It's vital not to focus solely, solely on the short-term gains that result from any particular daily business activity, 
but to really focus on the long-term results. Danielle talked about how she made this decision, specifically when it comes to the website platform that she uses. She made a decision to commit to a more expensive platform rather than a less expensive one because she was looking at the long-term benefits of doing so and not just the short-term costs. Such great advice there. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with someone you know and help spread the word. Indie Business Podcast is all about you and the indie business revolution that you're a part of because you are breaking the mold of traditional entrepreneurship and creating success on your own terms. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. You can catch every episode via iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast streaming app. And of course, you can always find each episode and the entire audio at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash podcast archive. And if you're listening on iTunes, won't you do me the honor of rating this podcast? It helps me so much to know that you appreciate the amazing people and stories featured here. You can also share episodes from our blog at IndieBusinessNetwork.com to your favorite social media outlets. I will see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love.